home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. Oh my gosh, everybody, stop, stop, stop. This is just way too much for Christmas Eve. Goodness gracious. Good morning, everybody. Hey, I just wanted to wish everybody a happy holiday. Merry Christmas Eve from um, Huntington Beach. I know it says Hollywood on there, but Hollywood sounds so much more exciting until you've actually visited Hollywood. Then Huntington Beach really is much more exciting. Anyway, welcome to a Christmas tradition show. And today I've got my very special guest friend. Do you like that? Uh, Rebecca Fisk. Rebecca, as you know, is a regular on the show. She comes on, I think, the last... Um, Saturday of the month on Saturday Night Live, and um, she's she's been named America's Top 50 Psychic. Um, she's legit, folks, but we're not here as a psychic show today, Psychic Colin. We're here to talk about Christmas traditions, but I want to plug Rebecca's website and her service, so if you'd like to go and do some last-minute holiday shopping for your friends and family, want to give them an unexpected gift, um, the gift of a reading with Rebecca will not only bring smiles to their faces, maybe even some tears of joy to their eyes, but you're going to give them something completely unexpected, something they are not expecting. And it's not going to be that ugly Christmas sweater that you've been just chomping at the bit, wondering if you should give Aunt Martha or not. You should not. You should give the gift of a reading with Rebecca. That would be much better. Rebecca, um, welcome back to the show. Happy, I, I don't even know what day of the week it is. Happy Thursday morning. How are you? I'm doing great and happy early. What is it? It's, I guess it's Christmas Eve. It really is. It is Christmas Eve now. So yeah. yeah, happy Thursday, happy Christmas Eve. Um, yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. You know, it's funny because we've had this show kind of set up. I mean, this whole week has been kind of very impromptu, to be quite frank. And I just said, you know, Rebecca, boy, I feel like doing a show and with you, and I would love it if you have some time. You know, what's your availability like? She goes, let's do it Christmas Eve. So I've got this thing scheduled, but I'm sitting here lying in bed, and at 7.37, going, I think I've got a show with Rebecca at like 8 o'clock. I better get moving. So I'm up feeding the puppies and, you know, making sure they can go outside to go potty and all of that fun stuff, and then, uh, you know, logged into the studio. So I, I'm – Following your lead earlier, well, I guess it was last week, I, I um, asked you and Stephanie, I said, you know, I've got, um, I've, I've got to get some good home remedies here. What are you thinking, you know, would be good? And you said, lemon with honey and, you know, some warm water. And so I've got a huge mug of that. I feel great. Um, but boy, I have not had coffee for a week, but you wouldn't know with me, you know, chattering with you today, but that is the most delicious just refreshing thing to have first thing in the morning. So thank you for that suggestion and help. Oh, you're so welcome. And actually I have to thank my friend Anahita. Uh, she's an Ayurvedic practitioner and she's the one who said specifically warm water with lemon and honey and that it's really good for your whole body. The, the lemon cleanses the liver. And um, that particular combination is also really good to support your digestive health. So oh. thank you, Anahita. Okay, so Anahita, mad props to you. So what is it? What is an? I, I want to just call it. What's an Aveda healer? But that would be something great that would smell fantastic for my hair. So what's what is that term? <laughs> okay, so Ayurvedic medicine is the Eastern Indian traditional medicine that um, basically takes into account the body rhythms, um, using food as medicine, 
and that basically, you know, um, our bodies are all made up of what they call three doshas or body types. And so we all have some kind of combination of all of these three different energies, if you will, but there's one that's dominant in each of us. And so, and I'm, and I'm saying this in a very, you know, loose explanation with the limited amount that I know. Um, but the premise is that we get out of balance for our own dosha and then it causes other issues and it, and it manifests in ways of like sleeplessness or a sluggish digestion or body aches or you, you kind of name it. They basically attribute anything that you could come up with as far as illness or feeling uncomfortable in your body with something related to your, your doshas being out of balance. And so they use a combination of herbs, um, listening to your own body's circadian rhythms uh, and food to bring your body back into balance. And um, I've used this when I've had specific things kind of out of balance in my life. And, um, and, and I'll, I'll be, you know, candid. I, I've had some, some issues with my digestive system due to stress and other things that have caused some very unwanted uh, symptoms. And um, the last time that I had this issue was a couple of years ago, and I wasn't quite sure what to do. And it was like, I don't really want to go the traditional Western medicine route, you know, as far as being American, right? Western medicine is quote unquote traditional. Um, and what, what occurred to me was Ayurvedic medicine, and I ran into uh, to Anahita. It, it, a lot of synchronicities with this, but long story short, within eight days of her giving me a protocol, the symptoms were gone and they have never returned. Wow. And I have not continued following all of the suggestions she gave me to put the doshas back into balance. I just needed the kickstart to let my body come back to what it knows how to do. Because our bodies know how to heal themselves if mm-hmm. they have the right kind of support. So, mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. Oh, also, the other thing I want to give, uh, give you props for, and same with Stephanie, is that uh, the recommendation for, and this is, it's brand specific, so don't just go out and buy whatever's on the shelf, but it's Bragg, B-R-A-G-G. This is an unpaid endorsement, by the way. Bragg Organic Apple Cider Vinegar, and you have to look for this words, with the mother and I can, you can go on Amazon and read about it or go to your favorite, favorite grocery store. But Bragg Organic Apple Cider Vinegar, I've got the honey blend. And I'm doing two teaspoons a day, one in the morning and one at night. It acts as a natural antibiotic as well, reduces inflammation, stomach gross stuff and things like that. And you recommended that. And I've been on that for almost a week now and or maybe maybe just a few days longer. And I'm telling you, I just – I I – I think it's like a magic elixir because um, you'd think you'd have to chug it or something like that. And I really don't even mind the taste. I just get the spoon in the morning. Boom. There we go. And then off with my lemon and honey water. So anyway, enough about that. So if you're feeling a little run down today, Bragg organic apple cider vinegar with the mother, you can read up about it. Um, and then your, you know, lemon and honey water to get you going for the day. So there, there we go. That might be a new tradition for us, Rebecca. I don't know. So, <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to bring you on today because you have so many great stories about different things that happened with your family growing up, um, things that you would do together as a family, but also the new traditions that you have um, created in the last, you know, five, six, seven, eight years. 
and wanted you to just share a little bit about some of the special things that are going on um, today, this week for your family, and how you're enjoying the holidays, given all of the crappy crap that's been going on this year. <laughs> well, okay, so first of all, um, oh gosh, all right, I'll start with today, and I'll move backwards. Okay, like that. there we go. Um, so today, with our current situation with uh, COVID and all of that, um, we're going to have a very quiet Christmas. Um, so my ex-husband and I actually get along very well as friends. We get along I mean, really, really well now. Um, and I've heard so many people say, wow, that's so great that you get along with your ex-husband. Well, you know, I liked the guy. I loved the guy enough to marry him and have a kid with him. And the reality is who he is as a person, I actually really like, really care about him, but we don't work as a married couple. However, we have this amazing kid, and we're both so grateful to each other that we get to have this experience together with raising this amazing kid. Um, and so we have, since, even since we separated, um, we have always done the holidays together. He'll come over for Christmas Eve and we'll have dinner and tomorrow he'll be over here first thing in the morning and we'll do Christmas morning and he'll probably spend the day with us. Um, Normally we have Christmas with my sister who lives literally five minutes from me, but she's high risk. And at this point, you know, we we did some Thanksgiving together, uh, just just my kiddo and me and then my sister and, and her partner. Um, because she didn't feel comfortable having even my ex come along because she lives in, a, in an apartment. She said, it's too small. We don't, we can't really distance inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We wore masks until we ate, we ate and then we put the masks back on. But now because it's become, you know, more, um, it, there's more of an issue now. We're not doing that either. So it'll be different. It'll be quiet. Um, but we will all do this together. And, um, you know, I'm grateful that, our child gets to have this experience with both of their parents together and, and gets to see that there are different kinds of love, even in a relationship, even in something that is beyond marriage. Um, so that is a new tradition. And I, I suspect that we will continue this and until our kiddo is, is grown, <laughs> um, that we'll continue to have uh, these holidays together. Um, my mother used to make something called noose tort. And uh, Garrett, I know I've told you about this. Um, and it's a nut cake. It's a German nut cake. My mother was born in Germany. And so we traditionally had Neustort at Christmas. And she passed away over 20 years ago now. Um, and then I had a different routine. I would go to Cincinnati because that's where my ex is from, and we'd have Christmas there. So for a lot of years after my mom passed, my sister and I weren't really doing anything together at Christmas. But um, now we're, we've, we're doing Christmases together again, and my sister always makes a news tort on Christmas Eve during the day. So we have news tort. And, um, and then my mom used to make something. We, we called it cheese souffle because uh, it's like a souffle. When you pull it out of the oven, it collapses just like a souffle does. Um, but it's actually called Kentucky Cheese Fondue, although when I look online, I can't find the right recipe. But it's also this, this we call it a special occasion food because it's very simple, but it's, it's very high in calories, very fatty, and it's very rich, but it's so yummy. So one or the other of us always makes that as well. So I'm going to pick up a honey-baked ham today. She's going to make the new torch and the cheese souffle, and then we're going to do a, a food drop-off <laughs> to other places. So, you know, oh. I mean, I'll, I'll go over there, drop it off, and, and pick up food. And so, you know, it's... um. 
we know this is a one-time deal. We're all going to be able to say, remember when? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the You're same kind time, of doing a little bit a, of a Santa, uh, uh, food uh, network themed Santa Claus <laughs> type of a deal, doing that delicious food and dropping it off and, you know, racing away. That's cute. Well, it's, you know, um, it's a way for us to hold on to a little bit of the normalcy because, mm-hmm. this, and this is kind of an interesting take on this. And Garrett, I, I know that you knew I would come up with something like this. <laughs> But the, but, but the thing is, so, so if we stop and we think about how our body responds to familiar things, mm-hmm. having some familiar foods that are special occasion foods will actually trigger feel-good hormones in our bodies because when we go back to those feel-good memories, it actually elevates our vibration. Mm-hmm. So even though we're not sitting in the room with each other, we get to express our love for each other by sharing the food like we always do because that is an expression of love. Mm-hmm. And our bodies are still going to be like, oh, my gosh, it's Christmas because I'm having these tastes and I'm having this experience with my body. So, you know, we're kind of making the best of it, really. And, 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 and the other thing is, if you have a family where sometimes you have arguments, just uh-huh. think you're avoiding all the arguments. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, boy, this is like, Did you know, bing, bang, boom. <laughs> I love it. I, anyway. Well, congratulations. I, I'm glad that you've worked out something for tomorrow. <laughs> so um, with that, if there are not any ears that might be over listening at this point, are there any special things that you are doing for your kiddo this year that he's not expecting? Not really. Um, okay. Well, and, and, and you know what? It's it's okay. There's, there's one little thing that I may do that um, – there's a there's a drive-through lights display at the Orange County Fairgrounds, and I've been kicking around taking taking him to that. Um, that would be fun. So that'll be cool. And 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 I know you know this, Garrett. So I I live in Long Beach. I live in this little community in Long Beach called Naples, and we have all these beautiful lights all over the canals. And people come in droves every year to come and look at the lights. And it's beautiful, and it's I, you know, there's I have a little bit of a pride about being part of this neighborhood where we welcome all these people into the neighborhood to come look at this beautiful display, and it's it really is this wonderful sense of community. Mm-hmm. The, the difficulty is that this year, with everything that's going on, there are, are the majority of the people that I'm seeing coming and looking at the lights are not wearing masks. Um, uh, so I how do you do that? Well, and, and you can't you can't be six feet apart. It will only in front or in back of you, but not side right, to side. Right. You can't. Yeah, there yeah. isn't enough room. So, um, you know, I basically have been coming home. I try to be in the house by five because as soon as it gets dark, you know, the cars are packed, and you. I mean, we see the droves of people walking. And oh yeah. God bless everybody. You know, but so instead, I'm going to take my kid away from here and <laughs> go somewhere else where we can stay in the car and look at the lights. So we may go and do that. Um, but, you know, my kiddo is a teenager, so they're sleeping right now, safely sleeping. Yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> I think we're doing the that, all-night thing. <laughs> you know, I think that, you know, and I don't know growing up, because I grew up in a much colder place. And so if we wanted to go look at Christmas lights, we'd have to hop in our yellow Buick station wagon. And then my dad mm-hmm. would just, you know, drive around for an hour and, you know, until either he got tired of driving around or, you know, we'd seen enough of the lights or whatever the case was. So I think being able to walk to go see Christmas lights, you know, like that people bus kids in for Halloween for the good candy. 
it is just such a interesting concept to me because it doesn't, it's not anything that I relate to. So when you say that you're going to drive to the drive through Orange County fairgrounds for (laughs) a car thing, I'm like, I get that because that, that's what I remember growing up is, you know, getting in the car and, you know, sitting, you know, listening to the Christmas music on the AM radio. And then, or, you know, if we were really lucky, we might even have an eight track of Nancy Sinatra singing, you know, these you know, boots are made for walking all over the reindeer or something like that. I don't know. But um, <laughs> what a neat idea for Orange County Fairgrounds to come up with something like that to let people still enjoy some lights. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's great. And actually, um, you reminded me of, of some of those few years that I went to Cincinnati at Christmas time because we had other relatives visiting as well one year. And they said, oh, we should go look at the lights. That I don't even remember where it was. It was going to be like a half an hour drive from, from where yeah. my ex's parents lived. But, um, you know, I remember, like, having a couple of layers of clothing on and coming out and them saying, oh, no, you, you're not going to be warm enough. Because <laughs> there was snow on the ground, and it had been particularly cold. It wasn't, it wasn't the year we had snow and ice and then snow and then ice and everything was at level three snow emergency, and you couldn't go anywhere for anything unless you had a true right. emergency. Um, but yeah, it was, I remember because we, and we did go and look at the lights and it was beautiful with the light displays and the snow and all of that. It was absolutely gorgeous. And after about 20 minutes, we were all just horribly cold. <laughs> I was like, okay, we can't get to the car fast enough. Yeah. Get back so in the I car. Let's go home. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Lights are pretty, but this is, I'm freezing. <laughs> so. Oh goodness. So do you so have, Sarah, uh, tell me, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to ask you, so. So what's one thing that you remember from when you were a kid that was something that was really fun that you looked forward to at Christmas? Oh, there's so much. Um, you know, it, 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 the memories that I really have are less about presents than they were about people. And I think for me, that's odd because growing up, I was probably the most materialistic kid there was because it, we were not a poor family, but my parents did not have a lot of money to just go blow on crap, you know, so I didn't have a big wheel, you know, I didn't have the things that some of the other neighbor kids had, but you know, I had a roof over my head and I had food to eat and we always had Christmas presents. So it wasn't, again, it wasn't like I grew up and I didn't get anything. Okay. So my parents were wonderful. If you're listening, thank you very much. I love you. So I would say that, you know, the memories for me would be, um, we had a next door neighbor, and I remember I lived in southeast Salem, Oregon, on a street called Ewald, E W A L D. We were right across the street from one of the city parks, and my next door neighbors were Mr. and Mrs. Dench. I don't even know if they had first names, they were just Mr. and Mrs. Dench. And every holiday, or pretty much any time of the year, because they were just the most wonderful people ever. But they would make these delicious, or Mrs. Dench would. Mr. Dench was, you know, he's doing man things like, you know, building things with wood or yard work or, you know, whatever. So Mrs. Dench would be in the kitchen and she'd be making these delicious sugar cookies. And she would let us decorate them, which was always like so much fun. And I think my favorite thing to decorate with was the silver, um, the silver balls that you'd put on the cookies because mm-hmm. they were crunchy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm sure mm-hmm. I broke at least 42 fillings that way. But they would have <laughs> a gorgeous live tree with these antique ornaments that they would hang on, uh, you know, the tree just ever so carefully. And I, 
I don't specifically remember being told don't touch the tree, but it was always one of those things that I think even as a kid, you would, you know, look at and go, this is something special and you don't mess with it. I like to touch everything. Mm -hmm. If you gave me a a poker for the fireplace, I would start the house on (laughs) fire. Okay. That's a fact. This is why I have sand and lava lamps in my fireplace today. (laughs) But you know, the dentures would have the fire going that have the beautiful tree with these ornaments that I don't even know where you would even imagine to get them, you know, because they were big and ornate and just so special. But they would have um, the Christmas music playing, the fire going. And then on top of the stove, she would have some cinnamon sticks boiling in a pot, in a teapot with some orange Mm -hmm. and clove. And the smell would just come through the whole house. And I think what I loved most about my time with them, and this is Christmas or otherwise, is that even though here I am, this three or four-year-old kid, maybe even five, she always treated me as an adult. And I just really, you know, she spoke to me. She didn't talk down to me. Oh, aren't you? You know, none of that. It was just like, hi, Garrett, how are you? And I remember how that made me feel. And that reminds me of a quote, you know, people can do a lot, but it's, you know, what you say in, you know, is, is how they're going to remember it. And I'm totally butchering this, but you, you know, the quote, and I always remember her yeah. making me feel very, very special. And Christmas was always a time of the year that I loved being able to sled down my driveway. Hopefully there's no cars in the street and go scooting right on into their driveway and then up to their front door and ask if I could come in for some tea and cookies. So that'd be one of my favorite memories. And, um, you know, just, you know, so many, but boy, that, um, that time was just such a special time for me. I'm, I'm ever so grateful. So that would be, that would be one of mine. Yeah. That's great. I love all the detail. It's like, I, I can, I could see the whole thing. It's awesome. <laughs> but can I tell you something just really, this is so off topic, but years and years and years and years ago, this is when I made a lot of money at the phone company. Um, my mom was in a, not great situation. And that's just, I had, that's a long, that's a whole nother eight hour episode. But um, I was at a position in my life where I could have bought her house. And so I flew back to Oregon and was, you know, trying to find something for her. And there, the, the Dench's house had come back up on the market. And, you know, what would be the odds that, you know, I could buy the house that I grew up across the street from growing up and the asking price. And this is, you know, probably again, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, you know, when I was three years old, but so I fly back there and the house is on the market for, I think it was like two twenty-five, And I kept thinking, Oh my gosh, this is highway robbery for $225,000. And I look back at this now going, I should have bought it. Because it would have been a great home, even though, you know, I didn't live in Oregon any longer, had no plans to move back there. But in my, you know, um, very fairy tale idealization of what I would like to do in life, I thought, I'm going to buy my mom that house across the street from where we grew up. Didn't happen. And I'm sure she would not have enjoyed living there if that were the case. But I, um, you know... And, and that's also one of the, this is the one of those odd things, Rebecca, where when I have dreams of childhood, I always dream of going back, not to buy the Dench's house across the street, but buying my old house that I grew up on, on Ewald Avenue. And in my dreams, I've had it 
where the house has been fantastic, the house has been in ruins, the house has been subdivided, the house has been turned into luxury condos. It's just been a weird thing, but I've had the recurring same dream of going back and buying that house for decades now and always just thought that was odd. So that's the topic for another day. But, um, you know, those, I think it's just because of the, of the memories growing up there that were always just so special. But if you can believe it or not, Rebecca, we are at the end of the show already. Um, This is just a a quick little, you know, uh, Christmas tradition. We wanted to come (laughs) on and wish you all well. I want to make sure you all know that if you're just listening live on the show page, Rebecca's website, IamRebecca.com, is featured with two hyperlinks, and you can go directly to her website and book and schedule an appointment. If you'd like to do gift certificates and things like that, um, reach out and just fill out your 411, and someone from her team will get back in touch with you and get that arranged. But consider giving a gift of a psychic reading with Rebecca this holiday season. I guarantee you it will be nothing like you've ever experienced before. Do it for yourself or do it for a friend or family member. They will love it. And that is my shameless plug for my best friend, Rebecca, today. I'm ever so grateful to you, Rebecca. We're, by the way, I don't think we're telling any tales out of turn here, but we are coming back with a brand new show for Rebecca, I believe on Sundays, starting in the new year. And it's going to be all Rebecca for an hour of super fun. And so stay tuned for details for that. Um, We're very excited. We're now trying to figure out the time of the show, but I think we've agreed it's going to be on Sundays. It's going to be either probably like 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. You know, flip a coin. Who knows? Um, Rebecca, any <laughs> last thoughts or words before we sign off for the day? Well, I, I first of all, oh, my gosh, that wasn't even a Zoom. That was such a fast <laughs> 30 right. minutes. Um, thank you for having me. Um, and thank you for sharing your traditions. That was really lovely to listen to. And, um, and I, I have to ask you, though. What are you doing with the fur babies today and tomorrow for Christmas? Or do you even have a tradition with the fur babies? Um, well, right now I'm in a self, I'm in a quarantine in my house. So yeah. I'm not leaving and haven't left my house for what seems like forever. Um, so I made them a huge, uh, probably like a week long supply of dog food yesterday with lots of extra chicken in it. They don't really know what's going on other than I'm home a lot right now and they love the cuddling. So they (laughs) get up in the morning, run around, go outside, do their thing. And then it's like, okay, who wants to do more snuggles? And they all race up the dog bed or the dog stairs to the bed and they all have their specific place they want to, you know, go and snuggle in. And so then I'll get out my iPad and I'll be watching Call the Midwife on Netflix or I'm playing Clash of Clans. And big shout out to Han and everybody who's in my clan on Clash of Clans. That's so much fun. So we'll probably just be hanging around because I can't leave the house. Um, weather right now is in the what's well, a little cloudy today, but it's been in the low 70s all week. So it'd be really awesome if we get a little sunshine later today and tomorrow because I will go lay outside. Um, so that's probably what we're going to be doing and nothing wild or crazy. I'm just enjoying the fact that I am blessed enough to have my bills paid. I've got food to eat. I've got a great roof over my head and I've got people in my life that genuinely have uh, care and affection for me. And I'm grateful to you, Rebecca, Stephanie, and everybody who's been part of 
uh, my journey this year, the words of encouragement that you've given to me and everything that you bring into my life. So tomorrow is going to be just really a day of thanks and appreciation. Um, I'll probably be doing a little bit of meditation, um, you know, you know, starting my morning and ending my day with, um, you know, uh, probably more seasonally heavy prayer than usual. But I'm just trying to send out good thoughts for everybody that I know that's impacted right now, Um, whether it's, you know, COVID or not. This is a tough time of year for a lot of folks. And I'm very grateful that um, this is a year that I am in a safe place and I don't have to worry. So that's kind of what I'm doing tomorrow. That's wonderful. And thank you, Garrett, for everything. And I'm, you know, I'm so, so grateful for you. And, uh, um, Likewise. You know, when I think about our journey together, I'm, it's, it's like God must love me. <laughs> well, we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary tomorrow for the Garrett and Rebecca show. So just, you know, we wow. probably should be doing some type of a crazy celebration for that as well. But with that, folks, I'm going to wish everybody a fantastic Christmas Eve. Um, depending upon my level of boredom tomorrow, I may pop in for a couple of hours and do a Friday dance party maybe with some Christmas music, maybe with some other stuff. Who knows? But stay tuned for that. In the meantime, here's a little snippet of Guess What? It's Christmas time, my tribute to pet adoption, which makes every day seem like Christmas. Have a great day, everybody. Well, you might not think it's Christmas, With the sunshine in the trees You might not even think of Santa Claus With his dogs down by the beach Oh, their tails, they are all wagging Wagging here to there And the joyous sounds of barking without care You've been listening to Rated G Radio